0: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Mid-Mitten Gaming. I'm your host Juice, and I am joined today by my co-host GM Jeff. Hello. As he cuts out, um, we are so excited today. Um, this episode has been a long time coming. Today we are going to be going over the Coronan Moonsworn, brought to you by DGS Games and the Michigan Bake Sale. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk. Michigan a bit more has a more lot of
0: blood in this it should be called the coronan michigan sworn no i'm just kidding oh my god uh, no there's a lot of other people that that went in there so but we're and helped with that outside of michigan but we're, we're really excited about them so we're going to be digging into that but before we dig into that we have some exciting stuff to talk to you uh, about today and in, in lieu of uh doing our normal hobby progress because that hasn't changed a whole lot this week from our small conversation earlier for the podcast. Um we are actually gonna talk a little bit about something uh new and different. Um Gadzooks Gaming has graciously given us some stuff that we are going to review as well as do a giveaway for later. So be on the lookout for that. We're doing a lot of exciting giveaways. Right now we're doing the Kurgazor. We'd love for you guys to get in on that. Um so that check out time. our last yep. Check out our last episode. We're gonna be doing the giveaway next week. I believe it was the Monday the thirteenth that we talked about. Um, but we hope you're able to get in there. It's it's real simple. You just go in, you go to um, our Facebook page, make sure you like it, go to the pinned post, the right post, and trillion um, trillion post trillion sorry post. trillion post. It's pinned right on there. You'll see other comments, but tag three friends in it, and then fill out that form, and that's all you got to do. There's a Google form link in there, and that's so that we can keep track of everybody. Make sure when we do the raffle that we have everybody's names. But um, we're super excited about that. Um, <clears throat> with that being sure. said one of the products that we received from gadzooks that i was not aware that they carried until they sent it um was a brush set so jeff the um better painter than i am i would say semi-professional if not professional because you had do uh you know commissions um jeff has been using them a little bit here and there the last couple of weeks, and so he's got some great insight onto that. So, without further ado, Jeff, go ahead and tell us about. Yeah, it.
1: so I want I want to talk about these uh, these Gadzooks gaming brushes, um, and you can you can get them on the website. We'll actually uh, we'll link the website to Gadzooks here, and then we'll also link the brushes specifically if you want to purchase them. Um, so first off, if you're if you're like a painter or new to painting, there's two types of brushes. There's synthetic brushes, which are you know synthetic hair, um, and then there's sable hair brushes. And so those are real hair. They tend to hold the paint better. They give you better lines, things like that. They hold their form, generally speaking, a little bit better. So they're going to give you smoother blends and all that jazz. They're just a uh, generally speaking a better better brush for acrylics. Um, so these are sable hair brushes um, from Gazook's Gaming, and uh, we got the package. We were really excited about that, and um, I got to my hands on these guys. I called dibs, and then got my hands on these guys and uh, started working uh, through painting some stuff. I started with a Zorn palette and painted some Free Blades miniatures with these guys, and then have been working on some other stuff with them. Predominantly the the uh, Paints I've been using are from Monument Hobbies, uh, their Pro Acryl line is what I've used to test these guys out. And a wet palette, of course. So uh, without further ado, the first impression I got of these, and Juice, uh, you can actually share that this as well. Um, and In fact, I'm gonna ask you before I give my thoughts. What was your first impression when you saw the brushes? Just like their physical appearance as you pulled them out and saw the brushes, what, what was your kind of thought or reaction to that?
0: Uh, My first reaction is I think that they did excellent packaging. Um, They all come in individual tubes. And not uh, like a lot of other brush sets I've had have just had like a, I don't know what you call it, but like a plastic cover over the, uh, just the tip. But these actually have a whole tube, a plastic tube, a hard tube that you can put them into. And uh, that's really nice for transport and for safety.
1: Um, And they have the plastic cover as well.
0: Yeah, that's kind of, and the plastic cover as well, yeah. Protects the tip. and then um, the other thing i immediately noticed i guess other two things i'll go over is one um, they all have that nice what i like is kind of like a i don't know what you'd call it but the way the handle is formed is better for gripping i guess
1: They're yeah it flat. has a, they have it like has a, a rest i guess like a finger fit, rest or something it has a yeah we'll talk we'll talk about that i'll i'll share more and
0: then uh, the other thing i noted were the color coded part of it yeah. they all have color coding at the bottom yeah um, so yeah, that's I guess that's my first impression, like my first gut.
1: Yeah, that's just like you're looking at and you're like, oh cool. So they are a beautiful like uh, platinum plated. Uh, they're not metal, but they're kind of that platinum or dark silver color. It's really nice. Uh, they have Gadzooks Gaming on on the brush, and then each of the brushes is named something different. And so you'll hear people, oh, I use a point .0 brush or a point .2 or a number two or a double zero or whatever, and. Each company has its own system for labeling their brushes, so unless you're like really only using one company, uh, and everybody you know is only using the one company's brushes, then like those numbers are incredibly arbitrary. So yeah, so just just say know. I have so I know. their names. I have the names well, please. yeah, I, so. yeah, I have their I, I have the brushes right here. I'm, oh, okay, go I ahead and talk Sorry. about those. So, uh, and then they're color coded. Uh, the colors are kind of a, uh, oh what is it, like a paisley? That's not the right word. I can't. Uh, I am not know what you're saying. <laughs> There's yeah, maroon, anyway.
0: yellow, blue, Pepto-Bismol, pink, and green.
1: Yeah, so the maroon must be the dry brush, which is still on my paint's table. Yes. Ah, there it is. So, yeah, it's like an olive drab of baby pink, a baby blue, and a baby yellow to give you those kind of ideas um and so uh they're color coded though so that's really nice because other brushes I have aren't color coded so you get you're looking at the tip and stuff like that now that said I did still find myself looking at the tip to get the brush I wanted but the color coding thing is really nice if for like a quick uh, transition or if you're using a paint rack or something like that that can be really nice um so they come uh the uh, the four main brushes, not the dry brush is called dry brush, um, but you have like your base coat brush or your monster brush, some of them call it, this is called mother, and then um, your first like Passover detail brush is called utility, and then there's finisher, that's going to be your slightly smaller tip there, um, and then micro, and this will be your like itty bitty for eyes. Okay, so... They hold their form pretty well. I found Mother kind of came apart on me a bit. Um, and, you know, As sometimes the tip. The, the tip. So sometimes that that happens. Sometimes you just get a bad brush, you know. So, uh, But the rest of them, and so I thought it was going to be, they were just going to come apart on me. But they didn't, only Mother did. All the rest of them stayed together pretty well. And so I found myself using Utility most, and so that's their brush that they use most. Uh, it had a great point on it, and really, you don't need the super microscopic point. As long as you have a good point, that's all that really matters in a brush. You can have a larger brush or a smaller brush or whatever, uh, and it kind of suits your fancy. The only thing I used micro for was uh, eyeballs, and that was that was about it. But I used uh, utility moat for almost all of my work. Base coating, I used mother, uh, of course, to put that down. That's the largest brush there. And these do have a really nice. They're like they're a cylindrical um, brush, uh, unlike like the army painter ones are triangles. Uh, these are cylindrical, but they do have a really nice fat kind of triangular grip, right, where you would want to grip it. And so that's pretty nice if you're using it. I would also occasionally find myself uh, bracing with my uh, middle and pointer finger down on the metal shaft and there and then using the putting my thumb on that grip and so um, I always have a hard time with grips there I usually find them in the wrong place for my hand but again this is your painting style and so that's mine okay so that's kind of that's a little bit about them overall yeah, these were really good. Actually, I uh, I'm giving these to Juice because I have other brushes I'm using here, and these are nice uh, sable brushes. Um, but I I was like, yeah, I would buy these, and they're pretty good. I uh, and here's here's the main thing reason why I think they're really good. Uh, their cost is fifteen ninety nine, right? Yeah, fifteen ninety five actually. Yeah. Ninety five, yeah. And
0: that says a five brush starter off of Gadzooks. now. Right now. Um, if I may interject, they're currently out of stock on their website. Um, that being said, give Gadzooks a little bit of grace there. Um, I definitely know if you emailed them and they started getting some requests, they would have them back in. Currently, they've experienced, unfortunately, some flooding due to the storms that were down in Florida. Hurricane, I can't remember. the with um, an I, I think. Ida. Irene. Is, but- Irene. Thanks.
1: Um, I don't, it's not Irene. That was a number of years ago. I think it's
0: Ida. I don't know. But, um, great anyway. Um, so yeah. So I saw that on their Facebook the other day. So our hearts go out to them and definitely during this time, if you are looking for some miniature supplies, whether it be, you know, these brushes or miniatures themselves, or, um, they even do 3d printing stuff. Um, check out their website that we're going to link go in there and support them. If you can, they're, a veteran-owned and operated. They, um, you know, it's they have a, a fairly small crew, but they work hard. They're always great to work with, customer service side. And if you're willing to wait a little bit, because I think they're currently, you know, repairing, unfortunately. But um, you know, see if you can go in there and support them, especially right now while they're trying to rebuild, because they are a great, um, great company. And make sure you include that uh, Midmitten Gaming yeah, mention you. Us. when you mention us in the notes section of the um when you go purchase so you go to purchase and it'll say like additional notes put mid-minute gaming sent you and we'd love to hear about that. And um, they'll throw they'll throw something in for you if you do that. Yeah. Yeah definitely. Uh, so um and I don't know. That's kinda it I guess. Uh, the only other thing I want to mention uh, you can get more here in a minute, Jeff, sorry. But um uh we have they actually gave us two brush sets. So we have a whole set that we're gonna be doing a giveaway for as well as some other goodies. So just be on the lookout for that because we're excited to be able to give these brushes out. I think, like Jeff said, they're perfect for when you're getting in the hobby. If I would have saw something like this, I think it would have helped me a lot. I ended up buying like single brushes that were way more expensive from GW. I bought army painter kits, which are great but have a lot less brushes for and uh, our synthetic the same price and our synthetic. So. If I could have got something like this, I think it would have helped me out a lot more, especially because they do color code them. And with that color coding, they give a description of what they are used for on their website. So as a new painter, that's extremely helpful. So like you said, you use the utility. It says it is a size one, Kolinsky hair brush. It's best for medium details color application. And that's exactly what Jeff was talking about. He used it for color application and base coating for the most well,
1: part. Most of my workload was done with the utility. My base coating was done with mother.
0: Oh, okay, I'm sorry. So you used it yeah. for what it was supposed to. Mother says more base coating. But, but yeah. And the micro, like you mentioned, for small details, he used that for the eyes. So I,
1: I found myself not using that one. Honestly, the one I didn't use very much was uh, Finisher. That was the one I oh, didn't okay. use a whole lot of uh, because I just tend to, like, work with one brush a lot of the time, and that's kind of my workflow. One, game. one thing I am going to note, if uh, you're new to the hobby... And you're buying, synth- uh, if you're using synthetic brushes, great. Keep using them. If they're working for you. I used Army Painter's brushes for decades. I'd buy a set a year and blow through it. But um, if you're using, if, if you're going to buy sable hair, and maybe this is a whole other episode, but other people have done like YouTube videos and stuff. But you're going to want to watch something on how to care for sable hair brushes and how to take care of your brushes. And so you need a, you need some uh, brush soap, Masterson brush soap is really good. And you can buy that at like Hobby Lobby, or you can probably find that at your local hobby shop. Or uh, if not, they do sell it at Hobby Lobby. And so uh, you'll want to pick up something like that. Uh, if you're overseas, yeah, your probably local hobby store will be able to direct you to the Mastersons or any kind of brush soap. So that's a basic supply that you're going to need. And, use because they have a little resin so you want to clean them right off the bat so that they don't break up their form or whatever. Anyway, so those are the brushes. They're really good. They're great introductory brushes and you guys, uh, we're going to, like Juice said, we're going to be raffling off a set um, in the future here and so keep your ear to the ground for that but um, yeah, they were really enjoying yeah, they were really, uh, they were really uh, fun to <laughs> I just paint got with. this
0: mental image of like a tracker. <laughs> that's that's like, where it comes from. Sea man. giveaway is coming.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, what is it? It's a herd of horses and a giveaway from Mid Podcast. <laughs> it reminds me of Lord <laughs> of the Rings. He's like, uh, here, what is it? What's the
0: line with uh, Aragorn and Legolas? Where he's like,
1: they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> what are your elf eyes <laughs> see? Yeah, exactly. There you go.
0: Anyway, yeah, so there's that. Um, so, with that, the Hobbit, we the Hobbit, are... the
1: Hobbit, the Hobbit, they're taking the Hobbit's eyes and card. <laughs> oh we are going to go over the Coronan Moon Swarm. All right. These these guys have a special place for us specifically. Um, so, I just a, a brief backstory for this. Um, and, Juice, I don't know if you want to pull up a little bit of their lore. Uh, or I can just recite it. but um, So we're, I'm trolling around Facebook, and John uh, who who's uh, uh, one of the lead designers for BrightSword at um, DGS Games, he posts uh, this meme that he made, and the Moon's Priestess artwork is on there, and I said, how can we get that model? And so that entered into a conversation with John about sponsoring, and you can message him if you want to learn more about that, I guess. But... Uh, you can sp- DGS. You can sponsor models with them. It is a bit pricey, but you can do it. Um, it was a fun process. But so that entered into that conversation, and then it birthed like, what if Michigan, as a Free Blades community, sponsored a faction? And so <laughs> we held a bake sale.
0: <laughs> that's how Jeff bankrupted all of Michigan. Just getting there.
1: <laughs> we held a bake sale at a tournament that we were putting on, and you know. It was it's about as nerdy and goofy as it sounds, but uh, it was a lot of fun to do. Please that, like us. No, that I'm was <laughs> seriously. Hey, you want to buy my cookie? <laughs> oh my but but that was that was kind of the genesis of the whole project, and within a couple of months, we had sponsored the entire faction, which was uh, uh, really actually pretty fantastic, and um, they just got released this past week at Reapercon. And uh, went up on the website two days ago, and so uh, we're just super excited um, that they're out, and we're we're really pumped to tell you to share share with you guys about them tonight. So, uh, yeah. do do you want me to do the lore, or do You have something pulled up? I don't uh, have
0: anything pulled up, so go for it. All
1: right, so I don't know dates, but here we go. So the Coronans, uh, the uh, they're on the northern continent in Falon uh, there. Which na- the name of that escapes me, Israel or something right, like that. Right, they're at the very southern tip, though. But yeah, they're on the southern tip there because they used to be a Trazerite colony. The Trazerite Empire had a foothold in the southern, in the northern continent in the southern tip, and it was uh, this area now called Corona. And Corona revolted against uh, Trazerite rule uh, for a number of reasons. But the primary reason was is because they began to worship the moons as opposed to the sun. And so they revolt, revolted against the Trezorite Empire and they won the revolt, which is actually really unheard of. Uh, Eclipse that we did in an earlier episode has, been, has an active guerrilla warfare going on against the Trezorite Empire. And they're, they're like, it's active, it's going on, but they're not really winning. And so they're not losing, but they're not winning either. Uh, and so, anyway, the Coronans won, which is fantastic. There were some other circumstances that came in. But the Trezorites have tried to reinvade Corona. They want their colony back, and they've tried to reinvade a number of times. And through those invasions, always Thormanol or uh, Falcar will come to Corona's aid. Maybe Heradel as well. Uh, these are tentative mm. allies that live around Corona. I said Maybe. Oh. Yeah, I was like, I don't uh, think they ever have. They're like, "Disown on you, Dishonor on you, <laughs> Oh my gosh! But they'll come to the aid, and eventually, all of them will push back the uh, the Trezorites. As a s- little bit of a spoiler, uh, the Trezorites have l- are launching the Jaguar Crusade, it's, uh, and we'll be able to witness that real light uh, in real time. I think next year. Um, as, uh, DGS celebrates their 10 year anniversary and, uh, they will, the Jaguar crusade succeeds <clears throat> or does it? And so, uh, but they, they launch a Jaguar crusade and there's some other things, but I will say Thormenol does not come to Corona's aid. And so, uh, they, it's really exciting and that will co- coincide with the bright sword war, that's happening in the north in Falkar. And so, there's some crazy stuff about to hit uh, the world of Phalon this coming year, and you're gonna wanna stay tuned for that. I'm really excited about it, and we will be running Operation Moonslight next year, um, which is a Coronin secret op group suicide mission sort of thing against the Trezorite Empire. And so we'll- There's a casino
0: involved for some reason.
1: (laughs) Nah, there's no casino. Well, I don't know. I haven't read it or anything. (laughs) But, anyway, so that's a little bit about the Coronans. They're a sovereign nation. Uh, they do, they worship the moons, the twin moons. Uh, Coramin and and, uh, Coramai. Is that right? Is that the two? Yeah, Uh, should be. Yeah. And so, they worship the twin moons. And their whole thing is about teamwork. They really work together in teams, and in fact, they, uh, have mated pairs. Uh, male and female pairs come together and, and, uh, kind Of bond, and it's not necessarily permanent, they might uh, find other like reasons to break and bond with a new partner or whatever. But they're big with these um, bonding uh, that happens, it's part of major part of their culture. Uh, yeah. You want to hit us with their theme and stuff like that, Juice? Or uh, wh- wh- what were you gonna say?
0: I was just gonna say, like, the like you said, the bonding is more like more like teammates, kind of like if. Basketball mm-hmm. team that you're part of, kind of
1: thing. Yeah, although a moon's priest and a moon's priestess are a like a mated pair, their pair, yeah. their husband and wife, because uh, they reflect Corman and Coramai uh, who are a mated pair. One might say they're over the, the moon. moon about <laughs> each other. <laughs> oh my gosh, Badooch uh, hey, so... that's the episode title is "Over the Moon with Corona." Oh my gosh! No, it's gonna be swearing at the moon. <laughs> What's their, okay. what's their faction ability there?
0: Um, uh, as one. A faction hero within one inch of another faction hero is plus one melee damage. Yep. Which so, sounds really good. It is very good but it's a lot more difficult to get off than you'd think. It's um,
1: a lot more difficult to make it like to... There's been lots of playtesting that's gone into this and maybe once or twice per game it makes the difference like between doing damage or not doing damage but it's like maybe once per game so it sounds really good and that's the end of that <laughs> that's the all right end of the episode no, I'm just yeah. um, so with
0: that Jeff why don't you break into the very extensive um, but very cool unique and special about the hero caster combo here
1: alright so uh, yeah we'll do their faction assembly so most faction assembly rules are like hey don't do this or don't do that um, at like really high points levels uh, these guys have a really unique faction assembly rule a coronan ban under 200 fv or free value must have a moon's priest or moon's priestess or may have both You guys hear that? Both. Those are casters. We're going to talk about them in a minute. Um, And one of them has to be your leader. A coronan freeband of 200 or more FV must include both a moon's priest and moon's priestess. No models may be added to the existing list while uh, attaining at or over 200 FV. Unless both priest and priestess are present. May not make use of the alternate leader rule. And you can only take one Mizrakai in the faction. And so, what that means is you, at 200 FB or higher, you must have both a Moon's Priest and a Moon's Priestess in the list. And one of them needs to be your leader. And so, you get two casters in this list. They both have 15 power. And shoot, let's just launch into those guys. Because we're doing it right. Yep. Yeah. So they're both speed 7. They're both Mar D8. They both use a Moon's Glaive, which is a D8 melee weapon, two-ended. Fantastic. Uh, they Neither of them have a RAR or a ranged weapon. They are both defense 5. They are both armor value 2. They both have two life points, except for the leader has three. You pick one of them to be your leader. Uh, and they're both disc... D8. They both have dodge one with an agility of D10. Uh, they both have spell dancer. No reaction when you cast or counter spell while engaged. Awesome. Uh, they both have spell projector. The moon's priestess is linked to moon's priest, and the moon's priest is linked to the moon's priestess. And spell projector says you can measure spell range and line of sight. From your linked person, with as long as they're within 18 inches and line of sight, or 9 inches with no line of sight. So this gives you massive versatility on where you cast your spell. Um, the Moon's Priestess, if she's within 9 inches of a Moon's Priest, can use him as the originating point for her spell to like cast and target and all that. Without jazz. line of sight at 9 inches. Yeah, without line of sight at 9 inches. If they can see each other, it's 18 inches. Now. He has to have a line of sight to the target. Is that correct? You treat him as you treat all. You measure line of sight and everything from the other model. So if okay. he doesn't have line of sight to a target, if he's like in the middle of the woods, it doesn't matter. Like his line of sight six inches. You know what I mean? Okay. So you don't really want to do that.
0: Otherwise, when you're using spell projector, for those listening, um, if I had the moon priestess let's say the moon priest is my leader the moon priestess i have her 16 inches ahead of him still within that 18 then what is my effective like you know casting radius so to speak i mean your
1: effective casting radius is like you have two 18 inch bubbles out there if you're exactly 18 inches away you have two eight those two 18 inch bubbles that you can cast from or nine yeah 18 inch bubbles that's what it is. So you can do an eight, like because spell range is eighteen inches. So it's so
0: eighteen inches always from whoever the what you're casting from, either yourself or from. Yeah. Your so all here,
1: we'll just re we'll just re-explain Moon's uh, spell projector really quick. I think so it's unique. So I no think it's confusion. worth spending that time. Yeah. You can, if your linked person, is within nine inches with no line of sight, or eighteen inches, and you have line and you can see them, you have line of sight to them. You can measure your range from that person. So you it's like you're casting the spell. It's like he's casting the spell or she's casting the spell instead of you. Yeah, but you're using but, your magic kind of thing. Yeah, so the priest is going to cast the spell, but you measure all distances and line of sight from the priestess. Or the priestess is casting the spell, but you measure all line of sight and distances from the priest. So this gives you massive versatility on the battlefield to be able to put your spell where you need your spell. And this is all, like, so if the Priestess is in melee, she still suffers the minuses for casting in melee, but she can use the Priest as her focal point if she's within 9 inches. So, that's That's what it does. It's fantastic. It's a great ability. And then the last thing I'll just talk about there, the leader ability, you upgrade one of them to leader. The leader's 41 gold. The follow, the non-leader uh, version is 35 gold. And then uh, they're both the same. And the leader picks up the leader talent, which is shoot them, tough, plus one to ability tests, and they go to a D12 discipline. Awesome. So, so with that... You also have go. 15, or 30... Uh, each one's nine, nine spells per list. So you have 18 different spells to cast between these two guys. And
0: you get both their 15 power two and free blades. So you yep. have effectively, now they can't use each other's, but they can use it separately. You know, like he said, yep. you spell projector. So essentially, both... you know. Sorry, go ahead.
1: They're both Essentially, they have a lot. Yeah, they're both car D10. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Now, keep in mind, this
0: was Playtest extensively, and there will be people that will learn how to use it well, but it is not – we'll go over more tactics later, but, you know – We'll tell you their weakness. It's it's very strong, but it is also counterable, so just keep that in mind as you're listening to this. But with that, while we're on the subject, let's talk uh, about a couple of their spells. Jeff, I'll go over the – summons real quick if that's okay yeah, go so both the moon's priest and the priestess have two different spell lists but they are both drawn from the moon's magic um on the moon's priestess spell list this is uh, i think it is the only ranged summon in the game right now um they both have some summons on their list she is able to summon a spirit archer though a spirit archer is placed six, within six inches of you and at least six inches from any enemy now as jeff was talking about earlier The awesome part with spell projector is that a lot of times where what i find when i'm summoning is that for whatever reason where i want to put my creature at is it's not exactly where i want to put it because usually an enemy is within six inches now the nice thing is you can use your spell projector buddy and possibly put it in a more advantageous position um you know, where it can charge or block a lane or whatever you want it to do, but not have to worry about, you know, the six-inch thing. Um, and let, You know, as far as from you directly. So if I'm casting from the Priestess, I can use the Moon Priest and place that summon a little bit farther away than I normally would be able to. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of nice that way. Uh, target number is four to cast summon, like anything there. Um, the Spirit Archer Speed 6, Mar D6, Knife D6, which is formidable. A D8 RAR and a D6 bow with an 8-16-24 range. Defense is 5-4-5-AS slash because of the um, shield, if I'm not mistaken. V arc- four.
1: It's an archer shield, so it's plus one defense through the front arc unless they make a ranged attack. Okay, there you go. Sorry.
0: AV4, one life point, and a di- uh, discipline D6. And they have the spirit and the summon rolls, which we've talked about spirit before. But what's awesome about this is that, honestly, it's just a formidable summon and it has a ranged attack which um no other i believe no other summon creature has at this point which is great uh on, on the opposite side of the spectrum the moon's priest has the spirit warrior uh same things apply but he has a, a six speed d8 mar this time with a long spear d8 damage and standoff his shield is a five uh, or defense is a five with the shield Av four one life and d six discipline. So where he differs is he's a little bit more melee punchy, and he's got that standoff. But the great part with the priest and priestess is guess what? You can have both these guys on the field at the same time if you wanted to. Yep. So all of a sudden you're bolstering your force with two models, and that are summoned. You know they're going to disappear at the end of the phase unless you're doing continuous magic rules, but that's another thing. But um, you know you can use them very. Like, to your advantage. Let's say you've got one of the other priest or priestess behind. Well, maybe you summon the archer back there because you don't need him up front. He can do some nice range damage. Um, and then on the flip side of that, I summon my spirit warrior in such a way that he's going to be able to get in that standoff and do what he needs to do with that. So it's really great, and there's a lot of versatility with that if you like summoning magic, which I, I like in this game a lot. I always like minions and that kind of thing. And um, having that archer, I feel like of, of my personal choice between the two, the archer to me is the better, only because it has a D6 Mar and a D6 knife, which isn't bad, and you get the rar. So, um, you know, you have the you have more options there. If they decide to engage it in melee for whatever reason, you're not going to be rolling that D4. You know, you're rolling a D6, which still is not bad. So, um, I think yeah.
1: So. Th- I think on these guys it's worth noting that they're both Spirits. So against non-magical attacks, you know, he's mentioned they're Defense 5, AV 4, both of them. Um, But against non-magical attacks, they're actually Defense 6, AV 5.
0: Because it bumps up because Spirit. So you have to use magical attacks or magic weapons to damage them more effectively.
1: It gets rid of the Spirit, so they lose the Spirit if it's a magical attack. Which if you if you use yeah. like if you use Fortify, which is plus two die level or plus one die level no plus two die levels mar, that guy's attack is now magical. It's any any spell that enhances a basic attack counts as magical, so
0: a weapon, yeah. And um, which could is a good segue into another spell you were gonna talk about, Jeff.
1: Oh yeah, so there's another spell that you could do. It's a uh, Sword of Koromai. And so this is a two power spell. By the way, both the summons are three power. But Sword of Koromai, two power spell. Uh, the target gets plus one die level damage for one weapon of your choice. Targets hit by an attack with this weapon need to pass a strength five test or are stunned. Undead and spirit targets that fail are restrained instead. So... Jeff,
0: Jeff, the way that the magic works, if, if I'm not mistaken, could... The priestess summoned an archer, and then if you really wanted to, you could apply Sword of Koromai to the ranged attack of that archer? Yes, you could. Not that that'd be the best combo, but just something to think about, you know?
1: Yeah, you could do that, or yep, yep, you could do that. The other one, uh, so we have talked about a lot of like fighting utility that some of the spells have. Uh, the, my impression of the moon's magic is it's a really subtle magic. And so they got the two summons, which are great, and those are really direct. The rest is really subtle. Take this one, for example, Spirit Servant. It's another two-power spell. Target Friend can perform a special action as a free action. This means that you can charge up, if you want, or run, and do the special action still. Or this means if you have a Red Archer out there that you really want to shoot with, but you also really want to pick up the thing with, you can pick up the thing and still shoot because it's a free action not a special action so you can still make the shot with that so this is really uh this is a really great utility spell if a if uh the um coronan ever get a cavalry model foreshadowing uh you can put Spirit Servant on that cavalry model to let them do the special action as a free action. So this is a really, this is a great spell that gives a lot of versatility in specific games. You won't use it every game, but when you do use it, you're going to be like, yeah, you're going to feel real good about it. So, And then like uh, on the Moons, so we've talked a lot about the Moons, those are mostly Moons Priest spells one other, just give a nod to it, and you can uh, dig through these spells because, like I said, there's 18. It's Corman's Light. It's Aaliyah's Light, but uh, reskinned, and so it's all melee attacks against the target are minus two die levels. And there's a great target for Corman's Light in this list that we'll get to. So there you go.
0: That is true. So with that, um,
1: I'm going to go over the
0: Blade Brother, I guess, and then we'll kind of go back and forth down the list, Jeff? Or?
1: Uh... Why don't I do, I'll do the brother, I'll do the brother, sister, and then you can do the shadow. All right, sounds good. Is that all right? Uh, So we have the blade brother, blade sister. They're both 28 gold. Again, they're very similar, uh, but a little different. And so uh, we're just going to talk about blade sister because she comes in the starter pack. Um, She's speed six, Mar D10. Uh, Melee weapon is a saber with a D8 damage. Nice. No ranged anything. She's defense 5 with her shield, armor value 5, nice, 2 life points, discipline d10. She has parry 1, blade flash, so dodges and parries against your melee attacks are at minus 1. She also has raven stance, so as long as she's not charging. She, her attacks are plus one discipline, die level discipline for the combat sequence. So she, as long as she doesn't charge, she's actually striking at a d12 discipline. Um, she has sidestep, so uh, if you're missed in melee, you can take a one inch move after uh, concurrent attacks. So like all discipline, if you're discipline d10, all of those attacks happen at the same time. So it would be after, on to the next discipline step is when you would get to sidestep. But you still have to weather all those. She hates trezorites. Go figure. Doesn't come in super often, but when it does, it's kind of fun. She is a teammate with a blade brother. He's teammate with a blade sister. There's this teammate again. While within one inch of a blade brother, she ignores line of sight. She's plus one discipline for morale and fear. uh, And uh, she can fight and support contact with the blade brother. And then the last thing that both of them have is replace. If you're both ready, you uh, you and a friend in contact with the bonded shieldmate talent, and they have bonded, uh, or I think they're actually... Yeah, bonded shieldmate teammates, so they have teammate. Um, because they're teammates, they can swap places. Um, so they both are on hold they don't get react there are no reactions from this uh, but they can just swap places so let's say you get charged by an Azakilar and get bull rushed and knocked on your butt and are minus two minus two or not knocked down but you're minus two die levels to your junk that turn you can swap places so now the readied person the guy the person who's flesh or fresh is up front so again it's a really subtle talent but it's really fun to use And so that's the Blade Sister. Again, Blade Brother, he does not come in the starter pack. In fact, there's no model for him right now. And so you will want to uh, look at doing a conversion.
0: Conversion. And
1: and so I know a number of people have been throwing around the Arizam Scout or Azerman Scout uh, from the Trezorites as their converted Blade Brother. But you'll want to convert to get him. Anyway, okay. so that's the blade sister. I like the
0: idea of using a treasure right. Uh, yeah. Whatchamacallit. Uh, gosh, I like an the name, but dude with the sword and the shield that has taunt.
1: Anyway. Yes, you could also use one of them if you wanted to. Yep. I would cut his head off as well and put Yeah, it in that doesn't really work. But <laughs> morbid. Anyway, um, so yeah, with that, uh, you
0: ready to talk about the yeah, shadow. Go, yeah, go to the shadow. So, Coroman shadow. It holds a special plate in my heart. A plate, place, not plate. That doesn't have food. It's a place, um, because I actually got to help name this model. I, originally, I pitched the idea of Korma Shadow, but uh, with the something didn't work as far as like the actual Chalish language.
1: Kormai Chaelish. is the male moon. Kormen is the female moon. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, but. Um, I was really happy because they liked that name and they stuck with it and kind of just changed a little bit. But it's a great name and it's a great model. So, <laughs> she is going to be a Speed Seven D10 Mar Moon Sickle D6 plus one. So it's not just a sickle, but it's a moon sickle. So it's even better. <laughs> uh, no ranged attacks. She is Defense Five with three AV, two life points, Discipline D10. So you're seeing kind of a common theme here. Now. Here's where she differs a little bit. She has uh, agility D12 with the dodge 2. So nice. she's a little bit more dodgy than the other models. Um, she has sidestep that we just talked about and hate trans rights. Now here's where she differs. She has flurry, weapon ear, and shadow. So I'm going to go over shadow first here. So shadow, what it allows you to do is is if an opponent breaks off, you may follow that opponent as a reaction move up to your speed. You must cease movement if you're hit by a reaction attack. So essentially, if an opponent... Now, Jeff, it's only if they're doing a regular break-off, not an evasive move or anything, right?
1: No. No, uh, all evade does is prevent you from uh, doing a reaction attack.
0: So she wouldn't get an attack, but she'd still get to follow up that model that used evasion to yes. break off. Awesome. So she's able to follow the Blade Dancer around. She's able to follow a couple other models with evasion around. So that could be real annoying real fast. Um,
1: I'm going to open the rule book to double check that, but that's my understanding of it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Perfect. And then with that too, so let's go over Weaponeer. Weaponeer, what that allows you to do is, is as a special action, you may choose any single weapon ability from the following. Deadly, disrupt, lethal, pin, quick strike, shield, breaker, or swift, and apply one of them to your weapons until changed by this employing talent. So that's awesome. She's basically just able to give her pin, lethal, any of that. Now, one thing that's cool too, and I don't really see you using this too much because of action economy, but as we talked about earlier, um, the, the servant, right? allows you to do a special action as a free action. So Mm -hmm. theoretically, in the same turn, you could cast that spell on her. She, as a free action, could then choose any single weapon ability, right? And then continue on her merry way.
1: Yes. But yeah, you could do that. So you could charge and pick your special your weapon ability in the same turn. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so that's something fun that you can do with her. Not something you're going to do often, but as the you know... Uh, as the need arise maybe you would do that just to get off that special charge that you really wanted to and then the last thing she had that we talked about was flurry and what that allows you to do and forgive me i'm looking it up but you count as two combatants for pylon purposes um so that is awesome um because what it does is because you count as two if you're on a one-on-one battle and if I'm not mistaken, Jeff, the defense of your opponent would go down by the one, right?
1: No, uh, you because the opponent is not piled on, so you need the okay. second model to trigger flurry. Okay, so if there's two models, if there's two models, it counts at you count as if you're if the target is piled on, which means that there have more than one model in contact with it, you count as two models. And so they're minus two to their defense instead of minus one to their defense. Perfect. So if the Coramon Shadow
0: was fighting alongside a Blade Brother, then you would be giving the opponent minus two. Right. And then um, you'd also be getting the plus one damage if you happen to be within an inch of each other.
1: Yes, which you would be within an inch of each other more than likely. More than than likely, likely, yeah. yeah. So 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 she's, she's... If she charges into combat with... uh, So, if she charges, right, and is within an inch of an ally when she finishes her charge move, she's a D6 plus three damage. Because of the charge and everything, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Like, armor six, beware. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then,
0: in addition to that, because of all her other stuff, I mean, she could... Pick pin really easily or something else that just lower their defense even more mm-hmm. so I mean I feel like she's definitely a supporting model she can hold her own but from my understanding of how to use her you would probably send her in with somebody else maybe after they've charged her initially something I don't know
1: yeah so pen is generally what you uh, what people like to use but lethal and deadly are also great so you know use whatever you want uh, disrupt is really good too. Um, the one thing I will uh, I'll throw out as well is uh, with Weaponeer. Generally, turn one, just do that special action to set up your weapon, and then she's good to go, because it doesn't reset at the end of the turn. It's lasts until you change it, and so you're going to want to set up your um, weapon right off the bat. And so if everybody has shields, maybe take Shield Breaker as your uh weapon ability. So anyways. awesome. So with that that
0: um we have one more hero to go over in the yep. starter box, which is the Black Spear. Um which um do you want me to talk about Black he's... Spear a little
1: bit? You wanna take the followers and I'll take the Black Spear? Yeah let's do it. Sorry. Alright cool. Uh Black Spear speed five he's the slow guy in the group but here's where he really makes up for it, Mar D12, and he's a hero. He's 28 gold. <laughs> he has a long spear for D8 with standoff. No ranged abilities. Defense six, AV six. <laughs> this guy is a brick. Uh, two life points. Disc D10. He has a couple of uh, he has a unique ability. First off, he has shield bash. So you can get rid of his pl- uh, plus two uh, sh- to his shield. that his- He has a large shield, so he gets plus two. So you can get rid of his plus two that defense that he gets for shield, and you can do a uh, second attack, minus two die levels, mar, and then does a D8 damage if you need a second attack. The other thing you can do is shield parry. You gain parry. Um, you don't get any... Uh, defense bonus and you can't shield bash but you're plus one to your parry attempt because you're using a large shield if you manage to uh, crit your parry attempt you get to do a free shield bash and so he has a parry but it's a shield parry instead which is pretty neat Uh, his last thing there is he has protector and so enemies must attack you in melee. So he pairs really nicely with Corman Shadow. Oh, yeah. so when you're in there and you're like, you don't have any defense, sucker. So yep. But he is only 28 gold. Very cheap.
0: Yeah. And then we didn't mention that much. I forgot to mention the Shadow being 27 gold. I don't know if we mentioned the blade brother sister being 28 but a lot of their heroes are pretty cheap because you're making up for it in the cost of your followers and the cost of your uh, moon priestess priest combo so you know it kind of evens out there
1: well you're not you're not making up for it each model is judged on their own point on their own merit that's just what they come out to is they come out to those points values
0: yeah but i mean it,
1: it just evens out i guess is what i would say you know it it evens out
0: But anyway, um, so that being said, let's go over the two followers that come in the starter box, the Red Archer and the Red Spear. Uh, They are both Speed 6, D6 Mar. Uh, The Red Archer has a Saber, D8, which we've talked about a little bit. Uh, The Red Archer also has D6 Rar with a bow, D6, 8, 16, 24. And then Defense is 5 with Archer Shield, like we talked about earlier, slash 4. AV4 again, 1 life point, D6 Discipline and um the special abilities that it has is veteran uh you can pay one gold to give it teammate red spear uh veteran another upgrade you can give it for one gold to shield mate and then it has hate trash right now shield mate we kind of brushed on a little bit but what it allows you to do is you're one defense and melee if you're in contact with another friend with this talent so the red spears and the red archers um any combination of those um whether it be an archer or two spears whatever if they are um together with that shield made talent then um you get plus that defense a, mm-hmm. yeah you get the plus one defense which is really nice because a lot of times you're benefiting from other abilities uh one thing you've seen throughout this whole faction is they they partner up a lot so a lot of the models have standoff a lot of the models have shield mate or bonded or teammate, you know, any of those kind of things. And um, so they really want to be in groups when they're going out. The red spear has uh, the D6 Mar like I talked about with a D8 long spear. So it, as we kind of talked about the summons before, the, the, um, the two summon spirit warrior and the summon uh, spirit archer, as you could tell, the red archer and that spear, they're pretty much, they're very similar to each other in stats and everything. Um, the red spear, however, you can give him an upgrade to upgrade his, uh, mar by one plus one dice level to a D8, uh, mar with a D8 damage, which is really good for a follower. And then he gets that shield made as well. So if they're standing next to each other in battle, his five on this shield goes from the five to a, um, six. So, a D8 mar with a D8 damage and six defense with armor four is pretty good for 12 points or 12 gold. And I think that we're going to see it 14 gold. Sorry. 14 when you purchase the upgrades, but um, it's just a good model. I think they're going to be good followers and they're going to be useful. And the nice thing is they kind of work together. So they get that little bump where most of the time you're just buying the follower and you get what you get and don't throw a fit about it, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So um, it's nice to have that option when you're list building and stuff. Um, so with that, Jeff, uh, we talked a little bit about tactics here, but do you want to go a little more in depth with that or depth? Uh,
1: I tend to run them in, like, combat groups uh, when I was playing them. And so, like, red archer, red spear, you'd teammate them up. So I'd just buy teammate for the red spear, and then I'd buy the mar increase for the, increase for the spear, teammate for the archer. And so the archer sits right behind the spear, benefits from all of his crap, the got the spear doesn't block her line of sight, and so she can shoot. And so, but she's actually she's kind of a hidden melee person because all things considered, she's actually better at melee than she is at ranged. Uh, for being called a red archer, so don't uh, don't throw her off because she's a five four with a d six mar d eight damage in melee. So don't like throw her off uh, just because. Um, she says archer in the name she's actually pretty good in melee so those guys are really cool and then uh the you take the black spear and the shadow they work really well together and then i've honestly i find that uh the one of your two moon's priest or moon's priestess they're gonna end up in melee at some point You're going to have to throw them into the fray because the weakness of this faction is that you have two insanely squishy non-combat characters in the priest and the priestess. And so they're going to have to get their hands dirty in most games. Some games you can kind of like hold them off by using, you know, Moon's Lure or Enthrall. So you can kind of like hold off an opponent and use them that way but i find that almost every game they're they're getting their hands dirty and they're not bad at it they're d8 mar with uh, a d8 for damage and you can tune in that sucker to get a d8 d4 and each of those does a 2d8 so you're gonna want to make sure you're working in teams really well try and get the most out of your faction ability for the plus one on damage rolls and uh you are going to essentially you're gonna probably end up fighting unfair combats uh, where it's unfair in your court because you're using teammates so much to kind of uh, get it so you're gonna have a two-on-one but then you'll be in standoff and so you're just gonna have to kind of weather those stores you're really reliant on your parries shield parry um, yep all that jazz and so you know it's a uh, and shield parry and shield bash are both optional and so if you do a parry, you don't get your deep bonus to defense. So you're not defense six, you're just defense four, but you get the parry. And you're plus one to your parry there. So it's like, ah, man. You got, there's a lot of options. That's what makes this group really interesting, is that there's a lot of, like, options on how to, um, like, how to handle any given situation. So I like them a lot. Yeah. Right.
0: Um, with that, too, I think it's important to me. We didn't even talk about the sculpts. The sculpts are freaking awesome. <laughs> I mean that's honestly I mean, one they of the really things. Cool. Like Jeff said, the artwork for them inspired us to like go down this rabbit hole and you know, and fund them, which um, big shout out to Jeff and Colin. They're really organized and were the spearheads for that, you know. So we we're very thankful for that and um, glad that we were able to do that as a game group and thanks to everybody else. A lot of people, you know, their wives and stuff made items or cookies and different stuff like that dice bags everything to uh sell and help boost it so thanks guys because communities like that's what makes free blades great free blades is an awesome game by itself but what makes it even more amazing is just the awesome community um that's the reason we're able to do the kurgazor giveaway that's the reason there's been other giveaways that the twins have done and stuff if you follow the facebook page um So get in on that. Just enjoy it, you know, because there's a lot of great players and a lot of great things. That's just kind of a side plug in there.
1: Well, and (laughs) and another shout-out along with that side plug is uh, Aaron Newell. Shout-out to him. He's the studio painter for DGS games. So if you enjoyed DGS's, like, models that they put out, Aaron painted those, most most of them, especially all the new ones he paints those. So he's a great painter. But he gave pretty significantly to the Coronan project as well. So I want to give him a shout-out too. Um. As he was yeah, and another I, I saw he uh,
0: he got to paint the examples that were put out there, and so I think I, I'm really glad for that. I bet he's pretty excited about it, so I'm excited to see that because he's he's been really excited about the faction and Aaron just does amazing amazing mm-hmm. paint jobs. It's just he's just like and fast too. I just it just blows my mind. But anyway, so yeah, so um. But yeah, that being said, Jeff, um, you know, it, being a newer faction and stuff, where would you go from here? If you're building out your list, what would you get from the starter box?
1: I'd buy the starter box. Then I'd buy a second starter box, and that's probably pretty good. Mind blown. No, I sorry. know, crazy. You also
0: pick up the priest priestess, right? As a
1: Yeah, you have to buy So the priest comes in the starter box. You want to pick up a priestess. You kind of have to if you want to play it larger than 150. Um I would also maybe convert a Blade Brother because I really like that combo, but I might convert a Blade Brother. Um, you can pick up a Mizerkai, it's an ally, but he's a faction model for Corona, and he is phenomenal as a character. He's really, really good. We're not gonna talk about him. Uh, but he's just fantastic. So I might pick up a miserkai. Uh and then you know if you're if you're playing these guys and you're enjoying them and the, you're like man I really wish there was some ranged like hero in the list fear not spoilers ahead uh, so the Coronan military uh, actually has a pretty robust um, horse group uh, cataphract heavy cataphract armored knights and so. They are in the, they're like, they will come. We don't know when, but you will get your cataphracts. Uh, but the what what will be coming out is a model called the Gray Veil. And I'm not going to say a lot about it. I will leave it veiled in mist. But it's uh, called the Gray Veil. It is a Cronin horse archer. The concept art is amazing. I love it. It's going to be a sweet model when it comes out. And you will then have a hero with a bow, and she has something called plunging fire, which is pretty sweet. As uh, she'll likely have plunging fire. And Spoiler so, has nothing to do with a plunger. It does not. It, does, it has to do with uh, how uh, like the Mongolian horse riders uh, fought. Uh, with their bows from horseback,
0: right. I do think it's important to mention too. As of right now, though, if you want to take a, a ranged follower, a ranged hero, the stalker is still a yep. viable option. Yep, you so, can bring a stalker, and the stalker honestly would go really well. Just what he was talking about earlier with some of the spells, Cormen's shadow or sorry, Corman's light and uh, the smiting or sword. Sorry, uh, would work really great with the stalker. Um, so yeah, sword of Cormen. Something to look. Yeah, be D10 bow. Good,
1: so forget about
0: it well yeah I'd bump it up he's a rar d12 so, well he's a rar a D10 d12 damage yeah. give him d 10 damage with restraint. Ooh. yeah and then if it's Corey, then it's like
1: ooh, <laughs> calm down <laughs> just calm yeah. down
0: I just like the stalkers images yeah. model.
1: anyway so that's that's in the works. so you can be expecting the gray veil uh, in the sometime in the future I just know it's I know it's in the works there so yeah um, yeah, we're really excited about these guys. They're fantastic models, gorgeous sculpts. Um, we're really excited about the shadow, and this was a really fun project for us to work on and and do. And we hope that, like, let us know how you guys like them as well. Uh, we hope you enjoy them, but let us know what you think. They are going to be a little bit more of a, they're not a finesse faction, but they are a finesse faction. Like, they're going to take some finagling to figure out how they work. Um, they're not, like, straightforward like the, uh, uh, are. They're kind of like, you gotta figure out what works for you and what your playstyle is gonna be with them. And then if you can figure that out, they're gonna be phenomenal. Um, but they are a little tricky because they have the two casters. And we all know that casters are really squishy. And so, but they, they're really fun to play. So I hope you enjoy them. Also, uh, side note, the Bard is, uh, the Wandering Bard is also a coronin. So put that in your back pocket. You can bring her in this list as well and that screws with everybody's day. That'd be so much utility. Oh, caster it w- caster. It, Yeah, caster caster bard. <laughs> uh, you can also uh, bring two black... melee combatants, but... <laughs> you have three melee combatants, two black spears and a Mizerkai maybe?
0: I, yeah, that could work. I'll I just mean, stand I, off with all the upgrades. All the standoff uh, with all of the those D12 three guys bar. are buffing those three guys, and this <laughs> sort of works. Scary, but I also don't know what's happening.
1: I mean, song of battle puts those two to D14s and a D12 plus one. Yeah, how about you do? A, how about you
0: do the brother sister combo instead, so you can get the plus to damage. And you, the get, plus to...
1: you just run them as a big You gotta run them as a big wad And hope somebody's not running ice or fire magic To blast them off the field Otherwise it's a big bubble <laughs> Well, like... other, If that's the case then just Throw some throw some summons in there <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 Yep <laughs> Use summons to peel people off Anyway Cool well that's that's it for the Coronans We hope you uh, enjoy it And um, you'll want to look for the Uh gadzooks gaming giveaway we'll be doing that in a future episode so keep your eyes open or your ears peeled or whatever for that Um, in the meantime
0: please go in and enter that kurgazor giveaway we would love to have uh, we have a lot already in there so thank you for those that have gone and done it but um we know that the community really likes that model based on the reaction from the freeblades players page so the chance to win it the friends that you tag in the post have one of them do it too if they don't want the model i mean it's a good way to give them free blades possibly but if they don't want the model just be like hey man would you enter in this giveaway for with me so that i can you know <laughs> i can yeah that's know, extra good can- entries for you if they don't want it it's Yeah, problem. exactly we can play in the gaming group together and just enjoy it so um just look into that and we'll be um not that'll be posted on our page. And then when we post this episode into Freeblade's free player later this week, um, you'll be able to see the links to all that. We should have something in there for our page and you'll be able to go to our Facebook page and just see all that. So again, thank you so much for listening and we appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Also, I want to make a correction about shield Perry. Uh, it says plus one to Perry. And so I'm reading the cards. It's plus one Mar plus one. Uh, Oh, yeah, plus one to the Mar test, not die level. Okay, yeah, it's just plus one. Never mind. <laughs> no correction. No we correction. We did it right. You we do be... dishonor. Well, it's dishonor on me, dishonor on my family. <laughs> anyway. All right, cool. Well, have a good night, everybody, and thanks for listening. Outro music, outro music.